I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oi. The boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. Funny shows. No shit. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Craig, do. Craig, what's your, uh, what's your, how, <laughs> is it easy to see the screen? Are you, are you able to see us? I can see you. Yeah. You're okay. pretty small. What but... I do find is you guys all have like warm hues. It's lighting, right? Because I've got this big light here. And it's I look blue. very washed, washed out. It's, yeah, it's almost blue, isn't it? It is. It's I need to get a filter blue. for it. I've got a filter for that's better, is it? Is that better? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's off. <laughs> that's pretty why. Turn the lights off. You guys on? <laughs> off. Mm. That's what Tony on. says. Off. On. <laughs> off. 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 Don't mean to add a couple of fucks before on? you say off again? No. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. <laughs> off. Fuck. Off. Fuck. <laughs> off. <laughs> off. It's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's your light. You just need it to get a, a warm tone nice, on it. Yeah, I need a filter for that light. Yeah, okay. I, I, I had a box of these. Anyway, that's not really interesting, is it? Anyway, <laughs> I'll go without the light right now. We're recording just uh, JC we? pressed it, yeah. Welcome to Footy Prime. It's a podcast we do almost daily. JC's here and Wong is here. Craig Dubs is here. Uh, no Jimmy because uh, Nottingham Forest fired their coach and hired someone else. So why would Jimmy be here? <laughs> um, true to form. Uh, I'm not sure what we're doing today. I'm not prepared. We, we can, I think, leave it to uh, have a good scourge around Wonga's sack. I think that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. Right? Well, there's a few we- things we wanted. Uh, the, the sack has um, mm-hmm. triggered some research. And part of that research was delivered by our friend Richard Scott, former director of communications at Can Soccer. And so thanks, Richard, for sending out some info. One of the things I it's wanted like the to... opposite of a dick move, right? Yeah, opposite of a dick move. So Charms doesn't know what's going on. The anti dick can't, can't relate. Charms <laughs> like, what's that? Um, he did clarify a couple things. One was that when they did, chose players of the year, um, they did do it retroactively and they filled people in. And secondly, Amy came fifth one year. I forget what year it was, but you came <laughs> fifth as player Woo-hoo! of the year. Well, I'm just saying, that's pretty good, Amy. Congratulations. Fifth is place. That is good, well, Dubs. Fifth, fifth place? Yeah. I would prefer it not even get mentioned. You didn't uh, well, win. That's, Dubs, see, that's how many the problem with you. Place. How many that's girls have played problem. soccer in this country? Yeah. Even back in those days. Like 12. Hundreds of thousands. <laughs> 12 and we were all on the national team. <laughs> yeah. right. He just no, he showed were, up, you made the starting 11. Of thousands, and you were the voted the fifth best player. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Really? I think we're really grasping. Yeah, we no, are. we're not. We are. Yeah, I think so. But what it also did is uh, Richard sent me a link, 
and we're going to listen to this link. Mm. So I'm pulling it up right now. And I am going to press play. Can you do a play-by-play? For those that well, are I can't. Do we know what game we're watching? Honduras. Here's a through ball. An opportunity Canada. now for Honduras. Forrest is out. Oh, no. <laughs> Forrest hauled him down. Well, he's given a penalty kick. And it was the red well, card Craig oh, got during the World Forrest Cup qualifying versus Honduras. Oh, no. And look he looks broken. Really look at him. Craig <laughs> didn't realize they changed the rules the week before. Come on. Forrest didn't realize they changed the rules. But Take that shot off, Craig. I want to see that thing flung. Look at him. Back and that is a great shirt. It's a great shirt. By committing a foul. Would I, is, is the correct word to use here? Craig you looks look incredulous. Craig Forrest yep. He does. Mm-hmm. His hand Did you touch the ball, Craig? No. No. Could you have, or did you just want to take him down? No, I wanted to take him down and face the penalty, but they changed the rule, and now he's now red carded, which is was the Who is number eight? You know what I love? C. Forrest. Craig Forrest, they misspell his name. It was amazing. They remembered the two R's, but it's Craig's Canadian. Canadian career in, in fucking Yellow Microcosm. Tony Wayne's got a new nickname. 54 year old who got to Canada to the World Cup in 1986. <laughs> oh my god, the tracksuit. Oh my god, I saw Richie. Oh, here we go, here we go, the shirt's off. What are you wearing underneath? Oh my god, look at that crop top for us. What is that? Carlo Marini. Oh, okay, it's a regular shirt. It's a normal shirt. Got a replay. Another look. Well, the whole thing started because Carlos Ortiz, oh. the far sideline, did not give offside on the through ball. Some but good football the there. One. Clever play by Bennett oh. to take it past Forrest. Who was that? Craig Forrest letting his man through. brought him down, and the rule states he has to go. Look how angry he is. Look at his afro. Oh, they, they missed the shirt because I've got my yep. shirt yeah. wrapped around yep. the referee's head. How angry were you? I, and I, this is where I cut it because that's the last shot as he's walking away. Can we post that on Twitter? Yeah, people have to see that Bennett was a good yard off. So thank you. That's what Richard Scott sent over. Honduras goes on to score. Canada does not make the World Cup qualifier. Who comes in to go there? Is that Dolly? Yeah, exactly. Who comes in for Who was number two? By Craig Forrest. No, I'm not sure who it was. Was that Cosby's head scorer? I think Dolly was. Trying to get the game back <laughs> back underway, but it's taken some time. Slips my mind. Hey, Craig, um, ever, did you ever come off the bench because the keeper was sent off and then the first thing you're doing is saving a spot kick or trying to save a spot kick? Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, That's once. Enough. Yeah. Yeah? Hmm. I mean, once, I guess yeah. there's, no, no, there's no pressure though, right? Because, I mean, the, no one expects you to save it. I mean, what are the odds? Did you say that? No. Yeah, exactly. We're, we were playing against Leeds, and uh, I think we ended up with three players sent off. We were well short. I think we were three or four nil down maybe at the time. And Shaka got sent off, and that was the first thing I faced. And I remember asking the referee, I was like, is that ball on the top of the six-yard box? Because it does. It seems so fucking close because it was the first thing I saw. I was like, I was sitting on the bench in the plucked-up chicken position for like an hour, and all of a sudden you're facing a penalty. It was like, not ideal. Mm. Brutal. Brutal. Well, it leads us to our first Wonger's mail sack question from our friend Chris Rorick, 19, on Twitter. Did Craig ever receive a red card in the Prem? Or, and if you didn't, what was the closest you got to it? Yeah. Uh, I got sent up at least once. Really early, too. It was only a couple minutes into the game. Ball cleared off a corner. And uh, I want to say Adrian Littlejohn, Adrian. Uh, striker for Sheffield United, Fast as fuck, clearly faster than I was because he got to the ball before and I just cleaned him out, like really cleaned him out. And I do remember uh, I went into the, I was in the shower and Frank Yallop was injured at the time, my buddy. And next thing he comes into the dressing room and he's like, what's going on? I went, I just got sent off. Like, what, do you, what do you mean you just got sent off? Because I just arrived at the game. I go, yeah, no, I've been sent off. And then halftime, Alan Hansen was doing the, the the halftime, and he was so adamant that it wasn't a red card. And in modern day football, there's just, there's no doubt, there's no question, it's a 
a red card and even thought at the time it probably was as well. That's amazing. The game's changed so much, right? That video, I think I shared it with you guys last week with the it's from the, the late seventies in the first division, which was obviously the Prem back then. And it's the player shoving the referee. Got a yellow card or something or a free kick and he just starts shoving the referee like three times. And the referee just walks away. <laughs> Nothing happens. Doesn't get a talking to, doesn't get a card. Imagine that nowadays, you'd be banned for ten games. Oh yeah. You'd be you'd be, you'd be able to you'd be, you almost murder players before you'd be sent off. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, punching totally. not a problem. Take a punch. Just come on, lads, stop it. You know, one of those. Well, you remember John. you even used to be able to go through players from behind, right? And that completely oh, yeah. changed the game when they put that yeah. rule in—that you weren't allowed like a a forward or a striker receiving the ball to feet back to goal. All of a sudden, you know, you were able to get a little bit more link-up play because they weren't going to get cleaned out from behind from the defender. That's right. They would just, they would even come through the back of players and they'd be, I got the ball. I got the ball. <laughs> yeah. And the careers, right? When people, uh, that rule was changed, people just, some people who had built a career from doing that type of thing. It was around about 2011, wasn't it, Amy? That rule came in? <laughs> I think it was a little bit earlier than that. But... Oh, was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> just a thought. Um, what's the names, right? We, our, our names, there's a reason why you called a certain name, right? It comes from Little John. Where would that have come from? Do you think originally? Why would Robin, well, it says, Robin Hood? That's also what they call in a in an air in an airplane. If you have to go to the like the bathroom, yeah. the, the little John, and that's because yeah. way back in the in the Middle Ages, their airplanes had much smaller bathrooms. Oh, yeah. So it comes from a, they called it Little John. Like oh, there there goes there goes Sir Lancelot to the Little John. So mm-hmm. family of pilots, maybe. Yes, and or or, or stewards. Yes. <laughs> Those planes and, uh, back in the 1200s. But they were seen as witches because they were too smart. They were witches and... <laughs> Burn her! That's right. Exactly. With but you could, smoke, or, you could smoke in their broomsticks. You're allowed or, to. Or diminutive pimps, right? <laughs> no? <laughs> diminutive pimps, yeah. <laughs> what a great word diminutive is. I love that word. It's, it's a good diminutive. word. Nary, do we, nary a time with us do we use the word diminutive. We've got to start using it more. <laughs> All right, that's great. I love that. That's really fun, rolling those old videos in. Anything yeah. else that you have of our, our uh, wonderful, esteemed uh, pod members that can, uh, listen, if they're doing well, that's nice, but ideally, if something bad's happening to them or embarrassing, please, please, that'd be brilliant. Did you feel like you let the whole team down and the country down, Craig? I hope so. <laughs> Overall? Yeah, thanks, feel- Wonger, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you took a long that time getting like, off the field, I Craig. I think that was tw- 20 minutes into the first ever World Cup. Ooh. So you got banned for the next game? Oh, I got banned was for it, a whole oh, bunch of games. Oh yeah, because yeah, of course, because it was a straight red plus. You threw your shirt. So did you? Was that the tournament done for you? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig and, Forrest, you know, former Player of the Year, Gold Cup hero, Premier League footballer, let his country down badly in that game. How would you have spoken to Craig if once he threw the shirt? You were like, you, you mean like being on the being on the pitch with him? Yeah. Well, oh. I think at that point I would have been just as incensed because to hear Craig explain it, I probably wouldn't have been aware you of the rule change as well. Would not have been an ally. There's no <laughs> way you would have been an ally. You would. I would have. I would have come to his defense probably and yelling at the yelling at the ref, saying, "How can we? What do you mean he gets sent off? He's allowed to take him down." But yeah, maybe maybe the shirt toss would have been a little bit much. <laughs> I love the initial reaction when they saw the red card. Yes. And he, he kind of like half bends to his knees, hands on his <laughs> knees, and it's like, what the? What the mean? What do you mean I got red carded? The, the There's end- a new rule? <laughs> There's a new rule in the sport that I play professionally that I don't know about? <laughs> Good rule, though. <laughs> <laughs> Man. So everyone knows, too, um, Craig is on his iPhone right now, and it's actually doing better than the computer that he had. So... If yeah, it's look, not breaking if a- up. If Apple wants to, you know, throw a little sponsorship. Uh, spon- sponsorship. sponsorship. And, and also a little wireless mic that he can use in his phone. Mm, yeah. Smart idea. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, though, too, if we if anyone gets a chance to see that clip again, you're the, the last guy that that guy gets by before you have to take him down and pull him down in a box. He has a chance to get red carded there and he misses. So I think yeah. that your vitriol and your frustration should have been also directed at him. I don't know who, who was it that? was. Who was it? 
great. Number 14. I don't recall. We'll put it up on social charms and Craig can comment on it and call people out on Twitter. Yeah, that'd be great. Start hammering How, your teammates, Craig. Yeah. Like on, that'd be <laughs> on the string, put it on there. Then on the, on the comments, just start hammering yeah. individually different, different responses. Like, fucking hell, Yallop. What the hell were you doing? Or yeah. like, that'd be so You and your short shorts. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Craig gets re- redemption on his teammates from an incident that happened 30, 29 years ago or 31 30, years ago. 31 to the math in my head right now. I'm really hungover. Right. Hey, um, Forrest, did Yallop get substituted with the national team the same way he did in the Prem? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He couldn't even catch a break playing for Canada. Yeah, no. Yellip. Fucking Yellip. You know, we've got to find it. We should find this archive of all these. Who owns those? Well, uh, I'm just cutting them, so I'm going to put them up. I know. (laughs) We should find out when we get the website up. I I mean, I'm assuming usually the rights holder to the the national team, which in this case would be one soccer, would have the rights to the archive. Oh, yeah, except... I think the broadcaster, and once it hits YouTube and hasn't been touched, it becomes public domain if okay. no one causes an issue. So okay. do I have a sense that we would get away with it? The answer is yes. And my point being that we get more of this stuff and we launch the website and we can do some narration over it. Like Craig can talk us through these plays and dubs and Love talk that. through. Play. Yeah, pretty brilliant. Again, well, Craig, great idea. We won't do. But yeah, no, actually, we Craig, will do this. We will do this. Yeah, we will. And knowing that Craig brought a shirt, a box full of shirts, jersey kits that Charm said, why don't we get Craig to do an unboxing of all of his kits? And we do like three a day and video so I, it. it wasn't my and idea. And him talk, it. tell us what they are. It's a great idea. I love that. But I think it may have been JC's idea, wasn't it? Well, it could have been JC's idea. I, can't, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take credit for it, but I don't think I'll it was my it. idea. I'll take, the, I'll take the credit, but it wasn't me. I referred, I referred to my childbirthing experiences that way, my unboxing. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Save that for the broadcast, Doug. Yeah. Oh, no come kidding. on. No <laughs> she says we're gross. No, she's gross. She's grosser than we are. There's like I... an echo down there. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like a hot dog down the hallway. Bounces back. Come on. But I, I suggested for today's pod that we should devote an, like the entirety of it to doing all the things that we said we were going to do over the past year. Mm. And then Sharms and I were like, can you remember anything? And I was like, no, fucking you. And he's like, no. And it's like, okay, pivot, something else. But you know who can remember? Every member of our supporters club. Yes. Yeah. So let us know things that we said we'd do, we haven't done. Hey, the website will be a good first step and they can remind us because we actually are giving them a page. We're giving them a, a place to Congress um, so it will be quite the uh, the website launch will be exciting for us. There'll be a lot mm-hmm. more opportunities for yeah, everyone to get involved. Now, is this is this also one of the things that we say we're going to do? And then, but just kidding, we're not actually going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no website, possibly. <laughs> it costs exactly. us four thousand dollars. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, we'll do some kind of podcast, podcast, some kind of a um, website launch, yes, like party launch party or something here. Great idea. Right. And we do want to do actually in-person parties and like kind of things in the next little while as well. Lots Speaking of ideas. Of, mm. Last night, you had a footy. I did. The footy, footy show. show. Yes, a little show that Christmas I was on reunion. many years ago, many years ago in the score where it all kind of began. And uh, we had a little uh, reunion. Uh, Brennan Dunlop, of course, who you'll know very well here, Footy Prime, Christian Jack, um, and brilliant producers, Thomas Dobby, Dom Gentili. Will Farkerson, my mate Faraz Sawat, the best, most esteemed cricket journalist in, in all of North America, was there as well. It was actually tons of fun in the end, actually. What, it's what like bar a lot, lot of nostalgia. Uh, Scotland Yard downtown. Oh, right on the Esplanade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was good to regale some old stories and old memories. We hadn't been together for, for a while, so that was, uh, that was good. Plus, it's good for you and the metro, right? Like, you can take the go I jump off the home. train within 10 minutes and back on the train. It's perfect, you know, rather than saying, let's meet at Wonga's house in yeah, the middle of freaking Toronto, is- which you cannot get to easily. <laughs> that is not true. It is. It's a terrible place to get to. Okay. It's like 10 minutes about. from a, a the, stop. The airport. I yeah. yeah. 20 minutes. Public. Really? Uh, yeah, by the time I got, you saw I my walk more briskly my, than you. By the time I, <laughs> I walk fast. I walk ridiculously fast. 
And by the time I got to Wonga's, you saw me, I was sweating like a whore in church. You, were, you had the flu. <laughs> you gave everyone the flu. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get on, you hopped on the right train? Going back I did home? it last night. I, okay, I, I was good. sitting on the train and I was texting uh, with uh, uh, Craig and JC. And I actually, at that point, I wasn't sure whether I was on the right train. And you always wait, it's dark outside, so you can't see the, the landscape. You have no idea where you are. And you, you wait for that first station to be announced arriving now at it. I'm like, oh, fuck, please, please, please say Danforth. Please say Danforth. And uh, next station, Danforth. Oh, fuck, Christ for that. Have you ever woken up like in Kitchener, Waterloo? No, but I've got my, my good mate, Scott, he does it. Free, he, well, he used to do it frequently. He'd, he'd get on the train or the subway and he'd do the loop a few times without realizing. Oh, the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Subway. Um, he did a train once as well, though, and got out to like, I think Burlington, whereas he lives in Pickering. He's a disaster, this guy. It does a, it does a loop. It's not just a line with like a, a terminal. The, the subway, around? yeah. Well, it's not a loop per se, but it goes up and then comes down again. The U, depending on what. Okay. Line. It's a terrible subway system. Because I've done that tons in the Montreal metro. Passed out. Like you're meant to be. <laughs> no. Oh. Like when I was learning, say, like a, a teenager and, and hopping on and thinking I was going there the right way and then Barry UCAM is like the big kind of hub where you get off and then you get on like the respective line that you have to go to but with the the terminus going you know either east or west or north or south and then realizing way too late that I'd gotten on going the wrong direction. Do you ever do this when you're walking and you're going somewhere and you realize you go in the wrong direction? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't just stop and turn around I kind of come to a slow moseying stop look at my watch Look around a little bit, you know, look in the window of a store and then kind of slowly turn around and start walking as if I meant to be doing this. But it's because so you're worried about the people so, around you, are going to realize yeah. that, that you're lost? I did that yesterday at the Dufferin Mall. I came out the wrong way and went the wrong, like towards the food court instead of towards my car. And I did one of these. Hmm. Look at the watch. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I did the old, oh, then I scratch my arm to pretend that I'm looking at there's a reason I'm looking at my arm and watch which I don't have and then I turned back around and went oh god I'm an idiot I'm faking it for no one who knows what no, one's, no one's realized no one has no but if we're on camera right guys if we were on camera we would yeah. look smooth Smooth, real smooth, real smooth. This is the guy that knows where he's going. Yes. Do you guys also like if you catch your toe on the curb, like turn it into like a jump shot or something? Oh, yeah. like, pretend like you're doing something. Like, oh, I, that wasn't a misstep. I'm actually practicing my one v one skills. Well, it's either that you, you do that, or or you you stare back at the step and compute. Yeah. Like, the fuck? How dare you Come step? On. Well, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my MS kicking in. Oh. <laughs> We're going low today. Like Michelle Obama always says, when they go low, we go lower. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That's why she's she's married so long to Barack. Yeah. Um, But it's true. Yeah, it's it's pathetic, isn't it? Human nature is pathetic. Amy, we were talking about uh, tackles and cards. Chris Rourke also asked, did you ever get, did you ever hurt anyone and remember hurting them? and felt bad about it or not every every podcast <laughs> was there any any tackle that you like broke a bone an ankle or anything like that uh i mean i'm, I'm sure i i hurt like you know left cleats on <laughs> on somebody left marks um but no never really bad where the person had to be like carted off but like clash of heads definitely where the other person came out worse for wear where you know they had blood coming down their face i only got stitches once um, How many? Where? Up. Just three in the back of my head. Got stitched. Oh, in the back. Came back out. Yeah, I was trying to flick the ball. Um, so the play with my it was coming a goal kick from my own net from my keeper, and I was trying to nod it on, and the player came through it with her her forehead and caught me in the in the back of the head. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was the only time I got stitches. I got stitched up, came back and and played. Um, but yeah, I definitely um, cut other people. Mm. But it was usually like a, a clash of heads. Good, good hard noggin. Craig, did you ever smash someone out? Like, I know you, you said you took that guy out for your red. Did he get hurt? No. Oh, has anyone been hurt off. by your, by your menacing? Uh, no, I don't recall it actually hurting anybody. 
I tried. I tried to hurt a couple guys, and, but <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> So, Craig, when you're coming for a corner or, or a cross of some sort and you just want to clear that ball out and clear out the guy, do you raise your knees into the ribs? What was your technique to kind of lay oh, a, yeah. leave a little bit on him? That was the way, right? Well, you got to remember, I mean, back when I started as a teenager in the 80s, it was basically rugby without hands. Like, it was the worst football you could possibly imagine. Everything was in the mixer. Everybody had a seven-foot striker and – Fuck me. It was just, it was just shit. It was absolutely shit, shit football and hard to play in. But I got a couple marks. I got a couple marks. I've got a, I got a mark on my shin from Peter Beersley, who is a legend. He, Do you he, really? He, yeah. It was just above my shin, shin guard. And he, he can you show it to us? It, his... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You got a freaking Peter Beersley. He's left something on you. I want to tell the story. Okay. I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So he came in anyway, it was like a, his stud, he had six studs on, and one of the studs just poked right, right down to the bone in my shin guard, just above my shin guard, just above it, uh, right down to the bone. But I was like, oh, it's Peter Beersley. This guy's a freaking legend. <laughs> I watched him play at the Vancouver Whitecaps. That's, that's great. That's really cool. Lucky he wasn't I, – I won't say it, actually. That's cruel. I won't say it. Don't um, say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it, Craig. You know, the, I was like, you know what I'm going to say. Those were the worst, <laughs> though, because I have a cup. I have scars down both my shins that from studs going through shin guards. And I think there was actually something through comical from, um, I think, a Prem game last weekend or the one before where the referee yeah. hands the player the shin guard and it's like two inches by three inches. Like it's teeny yeah. tiny. Like the shin guards that I played with were massive in comparison. But sometimes they weren't even enough to, to protect you. Yeah. So you got raked down the shin and it's a, it's a different kind of, of pain. And then you get sort of desensitized yeah. to it or numbed to it. Like I even know like now, like you, you know, you, that got awful, like you bang your shin into like the side of the bed or something like that. Or it's um, at night and you can't see where you're going. Like, sure. It fucking hurts. But like at the end of the day, I'm like, ah. Oh. It's all right. And then you got like a big lump the next day. I'm like, oh, I did. I did bang myself pretty good there. But you don't really notice it because you've had so many studs up and down your shin. But uh, yeah, definitely marks left. So when you bang yourself, Dubs, is what you're saying. When you bang yourself, you often don't realize until after the fact. That's right. It's very satisfying, though, Sean. You wake up with some shame or something. Is that you figure it out? No. When she bangs herself? Yeah. Yeah. She wakes up with shame. (laughs) Um, I'll answer that for her. Walker doesn't have no any shame. shame doing that. No. <laughs> I have no shame. Fuck I shame. was going to say something, though, about that. There was a game against France that we played where one of our players got taken out. And obviously, there's no VAR. I think at that point, um, even like the lines person was on the other side of the field. And I absolutely hammered a girl and she almost went into her own dugout just to get her back. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, and nice. you wouldn't get away with it. You wouldn't get away with it now because of VAR or the cameras or, you know, the fourth official. Like, I don't even know. It was, it was right by the dugouts as well, but no one did anything. Richard, Scott, um, if you have evidence of this challenge, <laughs> please, <laughs> please pick it up. Please don't, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a really good question, and it was timely too. And it was said in a bit of a um, sarcastic manner, so it's perfect. Fort McMurray, it's uh, at FC underscore fort how do you have time to answer questions when you'll have three shows worth of material because of the mls dropping the u.s open <laughs> and i wanted to hear what you guys thought of that because it seems like everyone is saying this is i know we talked about it a little bit last show but that this is a huge deal for the u.s open and for development which which way do you lean uh, Amy, I'll let you go first. I think there might be a, a slight argument for development, but I think it just it just means that if you're looking at the USSF and you're looking at the growth of of football and soccer and in the US, it just means that they care they care more about about making money than they do really about about the growth of the game. I think that's what it means. Um, and it's and as being protective of their own assets, perhaps protective of, of more players like Messi coming over um, and then keeping him in, in bigger stadiums. Um, but uh, but I think you're you're getting rid of a chance to really build something meaningful 
and, and build upon history that you've created and history that is sorely lacking really in the North American game, not just in the U.S. And then you're just abandoning it. So I think, I think it's a big mistake. I agree. It's the longest club competition in, in the United States. It's been going on forever. And the MLS are flexing their muscles, for sure, about this whole situation. It's the truest thing that they have in the States to a, a competition, a football, a true footballing competition, where it's amateurs as well as semi-professionals and professionals. And this is kind of what we go to the old FA Cup, the FA Cup and how that works in the UK. It's a special competition. They should be embracing it, not banning it or using it as a so-called development program. It should be up to the clubs that decide to do this, uh, not MLS deciding that they're going to do it as a development program. Uh, listen, the MLS is a league without competition, without consequences for losing from a pure competition standpoint the u.s open was brilliant competition and for lower clubs it was a, an amazing day we, we went through this with sacramento and danny dicchio last season when they beat the galaxy kc uh san mm-hmm. jose ended up losing to orlando those are big moments for the clubs and the, and they they bring in massive attendances they get supported really well and it's a chance for giant killing and mls is basically said no no listen we or we don't want it. We don't want that. And the competition has been very, very fierce and and tight. And there's been some big upsets. And if they don't want to take it seriously, well, that's that's their prerogative. But it's a competition that's bigger than the so-called leagues cup that the MLS played against Mexico with that shower of shit that Messi won. And most fans in Miami don't even know what that was. They're like, well. We just won it, didn't we? No, that was the league's Mickey Mouse Cup. That's bigger than the actual U.S. Open we just Cup? won the championship. <laughs> we yeah. won the championship, the MLS Cup. No, you, no. you just won a tournament, an in-season tournament. Yeah, all the <laughs> Miami fans are like, well, what's, what's Columbus just won then? <laughs> and then you got the supporters' shield. You know, I've heard it a few times recently, um, TFC people talking about winning the treble. The treble, the only team in history to win the treble. And the treble in that regard is the the was it supporter shield league MLS championship Cup. right yeah and uh, the domestic Canadian championship right yeah which is a treble I get that but to me a real treble would be winning the Concacaf Champions League winning MLS Cup winning the domestic cup don't you think I mean I so I get it and listen we we live in Toronto and we know the fan base is fervent and yeah have that treble that's great but to me it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse treble doesn't really count. Sorry. That will really upset people. Well, the bragging, there's only three cities that can really have an opportunity for it. So, or only two, yeah, yeah. right? Well, no, Montreal. Well, it's more now. Well, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, no, that's, no, no, no. CPL teams are in the Champs League. No, no, now, right? but they're not in the Super. So they can't get the Supporter Shield because that's the no, no, yes, MLS correct. Championship, correct. right? Unless you count the CPL and winning that because they, they give out two trophies now, right? Right. So they could win a treble. But a treble should be the Confederation the domestic and, and the league that you're playing in, right? To me. Am I, please back me up here, someone, because otherwise I'll be <laughs> hammered for, well, for dismissing a, a treble. Could you imagine the MLS teams in Canada deciding and saying, oh, you know, we're going to use this Canadian championship as a development? Yeah, exactly. Probably, you know, and then all the CPL teams are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Maybe bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the MLS teams pulling out of the U.S. Open Cup prompted some responses. Um, I think I saw Mark Noonan put something out. I mean, as as commissioner of CPL, I don't know if I saw any any MLS teams, but yeah, I don't think that would be good. But going back to that that move, I think what it does is it shines the light on how broken the system is, the development system, and not hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Not just in the U.S., but perhaps here as well. And the NWSL... Um, they don't have to put in any academies like it, it, in terms of the pipeline, you know, so it was a chance perhaps for those guys playing for Sacramento, playing for Danny when he was there for exposure to these bigger clubs. And instead, they're removing themselves from it and remaining sort of elitist or like we're up here and you guys are down there and we're not going to participate in your tiny competition. Well, even more but exclusive. That's it. Whereas it should be more of an inclusive approach. And it's the same thing with the pay to play model. It's exclusionary. You know, there's so many talented youngsters, both boys and girls who never get a chance to play in the upper echelons of the sport or at the, the, the highest heights of the sport because they've been pushed out because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is just another example of it. I, you know what? That, those are great answers. Sharms, do you have anything else to add other than the treble? Well, you talk, you talk about, you talk about inclusivity, <laughs> inclusivity and, and you're right, but that's the North American sports model, isn't it? It's it is. Exclusive. It is. It's, it's guaranteed stability, financial worth, uh, no promotion, no relegation. That it comes down to that, right? And MLS and North American soccer is so torn. They don't know what they want, really. Kind of caught between both ways. I mean, there's always talk what about... They do, what crazy. they definitely don't want to do is lose money. Right. They're right. protecting their assets, but it, it makes for poor competition. And from the sporting reasons, it's absolutely pathetic. The league is pathetic. There should be relegation. There should be these USL teams coming up and getting the opportunity to, to be promoted into that league. But they're never going to do that at $350 million a, a franchise. And they say franchise. This is a difference in North America. They are franchises. You know, you can't say that about European teams. Arsenal is never leaving. Spurs are never leaving. West Ham's never leaving. They're not going anywhere. They're not franchises, but in North America, it's like buying a fucking McDonald's. You can move them at well, any time. You, you, you've got it for us. That's exactly what it is. And as it pertains to fandom, you're not a supporter. You're seen as a consumer. So there's a way that that's framed both from the fans' perspective, but also from an ownership's perspective, from the franchise, from the club. And that affects how the sport grows. It absolutely does. You guys are talking it. so romantically about football because everyone's a consumer. Everybody <laughs> but, you know, it's is. But, yeah, and even in Premier League level, there's always criticism about that. Fans now, because fan, there's fan groups over there, right, who have supporters, trusts, et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot of power, a lot of say compared to over here where there's none of that kind of stuff. And, uh, and they constantly complain about being treated as consumers, no longer as fans. Now, the lower down the pyramid you go, you get that, that real – fandom the soul of the game but at the top top levels it's getting closer to north america as opposed to north america getting closer to it i think mm-hmm. because people realize there's cost sustainability in north american models premier league clubs would love to have no promotion relegation wouldn't they Craig? Oh, they'd, they'd love, love it. it but it would never happen obviously I, well I that would think. be the super, league. super league yeah right yeah exactly mm-hmm. let's talk about the super league <laughs> let's hold that <laughs> please god no and there are exceptions to the rule like our own chris corrigan like he I think it's T- is it TSS Rovers? Yeah. Um, so it's a supporter-owned club, right? So, I mean, that is a, is a different approach. Perhaps we need more of that in, in North American football. But, um, but yeah, and, and it all, I think, Sharms, you make a good point. It's not, it's not to say that European football is, is immune to all of these um, ideas, you know, the, the capitalist approach and wanting the rich to be richer. Like, I mean, that is an issue right now, obviously in the prem with, with the absolutely exorbitant um, amounts of money that are being spent. Right. It's not one or the other, but right now I think the, the argument and with the light being shine on shine on this decision, light being shined. That sounds wrong. Um, Yeah. We'll go with that. Sean. Sounds wrong. Sean. Sean. Sheen. 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 (laughs) Shining the light on the current situation. (laughs) I'll change tenses. (laughs) I think that's, you know, it it just makes it a more, um, uh, you know, relevant discussion, I think. And and, uh, it's an issue, obviously, in North American sports, but it also exists elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Pretty good time there to mention our sponsors. 
fanboytv.com <laughs> and tonybad.ca. We love you and we welcome many, many more sponsors to the board because we are very much fucking... <laughs> and our listeners, by the way, we're charging you $10 a month in the new year to listen to us. That's right, for the, uh, and the podcast yeah. and for the website. Yeah, $10 exactly. Yeah, to yeah. click on it. Because you're consumers. <laughs> it's going to be the new, uh, the three prime uh, consumers group, not the supporters club. That's right. That's a joke, by the way. We're not going to charge anyone. No, we're, we're idiots. We would never do that because we don't care. Never say never. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We shouldn't say never. I mean, um, our OnlyFans content will obviously have to pay for Yes, it. we have to charge for that. Um, <clears throat> there was a MLS super draft yesterday. And oh, here is going t- here. Well, we're just going here for a reason. Breaking down the top 10. Where is Lips- Lipscomb University or college? Lipscomb, Lipscomb. College. Is it, <laughs> it Lipscomb? Lumscomb? What's it called? Is it Women's Health University? Where Spicer, was Spicer was, uh, came out of. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no that idea. was TFC's pick? That's where he came yeah, from? Yeah, TFC's, TFC's pick. Okay. First pick overall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which John <throat> Tavares announced, by the way. Did you guys what? see really? that? No. Yeah, yeah. John Tavares announced it. Uh huh. Why? Is that the crossover we were all hoping for? Fucking hell, Mr. Charisma himself. <laughs> uh, I think the group's really proud of uh, this pick. Um, I think it'd be a massive success. The group uh, needs uh, another uh, striker. Uh, that's my John Tavares impression. Okay, best guess of where Lipscomb University is? Ohio. Nope. Dubs. Michigan. Ugh. D- where? Where, Craig? Michigan. Nope. Uh, Florida. Missouri. Oh, Craig is. Uh, you only get one guess, dude. JC, where's your closest? Uh, Belgium. Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee is where Spicer oh, is from. Okay. So just everybody first. Wait, but it's so, really called Lipscomb? Yeah, it's a private Christian Lipscomb. Lipscomb. Sounds Lipscomb. like a hard, after a hard day on the corner. Look, you know how I pronounce <laughs> words. Say that again. <laughs> That's great. Us back to little John. <laughs> JC, after a hard day in the corner, got some lips gone. That's for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> there was our MLS coverage right there. Those two questions. Oh, the, um, the, the, the draft is kind of ridiculous. In herpes, Tennessee, <laughs> <laughs> Nashville. Uh, oh, Amy, sorry. Amy, this is from our friend Dave Starkey. Nice to hear from you. Uh, What makes Jesse Fleming a great player? He wants to know what what is it that kind of makes her stand out and player of the year in Canada. Starkers knows the answer to this, by the way. I know. He just wants... There's no bigger Jesse Fleming fan than Starkers. He he says, mainly because she is my favorite footballer, mainly because she plays for Chelsea and Canada. But what is it that... some time spent to talk about Jesse Fleming. That's right. Be honest, Starkers. You, we we understand what you're trying to do here. You want a segment on Jesse Fleming? Just say it. And we're going to give it to him? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course you're, we are. You're going to give it to him. Start going to. <laughs> I alluded to it a, a bit last week when we talked about the player of the year. And Sharms had voted for Jesse Fleming. And I, I agree. We, I think we gave a shout to Vanessa Jill as well. But she's so consistent. You always know what you're going to get with Jesse Fleming. And I think it was it was Miriam Kohlrabi who, who actually – who has the handle She Scores Bangers. She's a mm-hmm. great follow on mm-hmm. um, on Twitter. And M- Miriam dug out this clip of Jesse as a teenager, I believe. You know, she was 12 or 13. And she was uh, like her parents and her brothers, a tremendous cross-country runner. So she's got amazing lungs and a great aerobic capacity and a great engine in the middle of the park. So it's her it's her consistency in her play because she's got a, a great ability to drive the play, um, to progress the play, work in tight spaces. So she's obviously technically gifted. But beneath all that, it's her ability over the course of 90 minutes to replicate all of those things that I just mentioned. So from minute one, what you're getting with Jesse Fleming is what you're getting from Jesse Fleming at minute 93. And whether that's with Chelsea or whether that's with Canada. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she's, she's, in a, she's a really important part, a really uh, a key cog with this national team um, as they kind of adapt and evolve after Sinclair. I think she was, she's, she was the person that the team should have been built around, I think, for that World Cup. 
I think Ooh. Bev chose to go and and sort of double down on on sync. And I think the injury to to Jesse caused her to maybe pivot last minute, even though there's there's probably a, a plan, as Reen alluded to in one of the broadcasts. You have a, a long term plan before you come into these major competitions. But it's her ability to link up, her ability to to progress the play, to find those seams. Um, for herself, but also for her teammates, she just she has an insane ability to create space on on the pitch, and to and to play the right ball. Hmm. But how about some real in depth analysis? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Rudolph. <laughs> I concur. <laughs> Very good. Stalkers, does that satisfy you? I think so. Uh, he's, he, he better be satisfied. He's going to go to Lipscomb University now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna we've got three more that we're gonna ask um because they're fun ones so the first one is from our buddy jeff nesker what's your preferred nickname and what is your least preferred well we have a new one for craig don't we starting today for it's for it's <laughs> no i'm serious we're going with this for it he right. just randomly shouts and swears oh no that's tourette's <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> that's well craig that's craig forrest with Tourette, right <laughs> it's for yeah did you ever a have show, a nickname way, that you didn't like because like most people like their nicknames now little john <laughs> i hate that one yeah i can't remember um, any bad nicknames no well I, you've gone through what you we call you craiger but all the guys on the national team and all those like and your kind of colleagues and teammates and they all called you stacks right yeah yeah what was that again why why stacks well when i was 16 at ipswich and they i came in as a trialist they they introduced me to the squad so pretty tight in the dressing rooms at ipswich um so you had the reserve dressing room the youth dressing room and then they also had the first team so they pulled me into the first team dressing room and I was just shitting myself. They're like, oh, we're going to introduce you to the first team squad. I was like, oh, okay. And just a bundle of shit, just nerves. So I, they prayed me in there. I had the ducks coming through the door. And one of the players, I think it might have been named Trevor Putney. It was his name. Uh, we said, know Putney. We know Putney. Putney. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Putney. His eyes are too close together. <laughs> You know Putney, he's a big part of this podcast. We know about him. <laughs> so he said, oh, he's, the fucking lad's got stack shoes on, like the old platforms, you know, like it's from the 70s. Oh. So it's it stuck right away because the manager, Bobby Ferguson, is like, ooh, 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 stack shoes, he, he stacks. <laughs> and stuck, and that was it. So stacks was always my nickname. And I, I carried that for my whole career over there. That's awesome. The yeah, very idea that a, a guy who's six, five would be heightening, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird though, right? Cause I mean, Wonga, you, you've known Craig a long time, but I, I never call him stacks. You never call him stacks. Never. It's kind of, it feels like I'm not, I wasn't part of that. Yeah. I wasn't allowed so almost. It's not mine. Yeah. I can't have any ownership over that nickname at all. Yeah. I so agree. I just call Craig Craig. It's, it's one of the few people I actually use their regular names for. Yeah. We I, just, I just use, I mean, Craig. our group of friends always either just call him Craig or Forrest. Yeah. Like it's not nothing. Well, thank like, God hey, we where's discovered... Forrest? Is Forrest coming? That's always the question. Hey, well, right. Right. now we're with Forrest. Forrest now. So thank Forrest. God for that. Yes. Charms, Hello. I have never, ever called you James, though. It should no, be you haven't. I know. No. I know. And a funny Shams came from this podcast, actually. No one called me Shams before. Really? You think you think they would, right? Yeah, it's an obvious one. Well, wow. James Dubs? A private hmm? school name, isn't it? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. insist that I'm called that, you know, professor. Well, his first name is actually Andrew, right? He shows, up on my, <laughs> he shows up on my phone sometimes as Andrew James Sherman. Yeah, it's my full name. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Hey, Andy. That's, talk about private school. Look at him. Oh, well, Andrew James, it's so fucking Catholic. <laughs> That's the reason. That would have been Scottish your Catholic. Name. You would have dropped Charmin, and you would have been Andrew James. Andrew James, yes, <laughs> yes. And introducing Andrew James. <laughs> well, Dubs, did what, what did they? What did the uh, your teammates call you on the national team and your 
uh, teammates scum. professionally. Yeah, I was going to say Lipscomb. Yeah. <laughs> Our <laughs> new favorite you. university. <laughs> what did they call you? Um, I didn't really have a nickname. My sisters were Walshy. I was that sometimes, but not really. Ames? Aim or Ames. Yep. Mm -hmm. I like so Ames. But Dubs mm -hmm. is amazing. That's a good Dubs is so made up. And actually, my sisters gave me some stick for it. They're like, why the fuck are they calling you Dubs? <laughs> that is not your nickname. I was like, I know. <laughs> We've got to find the episode. And we'll, again, website stuff. When we find these little vignettes from, from podcast past, when we, when we gave Dubs the nickname. Well, we actually we, did we, it we, on we text. It. I remember we were was messing it? around with text. Yeah, me, you, and Amy, and I. And I think I threw out like she needs a nickname or something, and it was Dubs or A Dubs. So made up. I do Amy. not remember yeah. this at all. Yeah. Well, I'm not making it up. On the, I, <laughs> on the web. On the. I think it then continued yeah. into. Then Amy oh, brought okay. it up. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so think we'll, so. I think it was you, Charms. It was an episode talking about CF Montreal. Mm -hmm. or maybe talking about Alistair Johnston going over to Celtic and you called mm -hmm. him AJ. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think anybody calls him AJ. And you referred to Kai Kamara as KK. And I'm like, no, is, that's not his nickname. Okay, Carlo Ancelotti. Okay, Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, because Dubs just came from the W in Walsh, right? That George right. W. Bush dub. And it came Dubs. kind of, that's, yeah, right. that's how it was born. Mission accomplished. And it's JC, stuff. did you have any nicknames other than JC, which I've been calling you since I met you. Uh, Susan. <laughs> uh, People called you Susie? Yeah. Lipscomb. <laughs> Old Su Here comes Susie Lipscomb. <laughs> <laughs> our friend what Carrie Ryan. Our friend Carrie Ryan asks us, what's your favorite Christmas tree ornament? So there's a couple... First of all, you need a tree. Um, so if you have a tree, what's your favorite Christmas ornament? And we'll start with our, our friend in the middle, Charms, who we know has a favorite. Yes, my Freddie Mercury, my Christmas rock star at the top yeah. of the tree. Christmas rock now. star. Yeah. that's the. Fr I just thought it was Freddie Mercury, but now that you're putting it, mm, there's, that's why. there's a that's reason. Why I don't know is like it an ornament? Is it an ornament or is it something you just put on the top? It's No, it's just something I put on top. In fact, I mentioned my mate Faraz earlier today. Yeah. And he actually gave me that for Christmas many, many, many years Brilliant. ago now. And straight away, it, it dawns a shelf in my, in my house. It's pride of place, is Fred. But then every Christmas, he goes up there. And people are, are waiting for it on, on social media, the picture. It's funny. People say, oh, Christmas doesn't begin until we see Freddie atop the tree. It's nice. That's my favorite ornament. That's nice. Dubs, do you have a favorite ornament? That I is do. how it makes your tree? Yeah, it's not the one that goes on top. But it's um it's from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, like the classic cartoon Christmas show, and it's the, the stop motion, Bumble. the stop motion, the Canadian voices yeah, one, and all done yeah. Canadian Canada too. Yeah, the island of that's Mexico. Just that one. It's one yeah. of my favorites, along with the classic Grinch. Those I think are my, uh, my classic two Grinch favorites. is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it but it's a little it's a little cave with the abominable, um, not the snowman, but like the Yeti. I think yeah, it's, called, it's the Bonneville um, Snowman. Yeah. yeah, okay. He's called Bumble. The Bumble. I think they call Bumble, him Bumble. Yeah. And, uh, remember, and then the little elf is like, oh, he wasn't angry. He just had sore teeth. And so it's a picture and he, it, it's him in the little snow cave and it's an ornament. And then you press the bottom and it kind of lights up and he's like, Arr. it's my favorite. I love that. That's great. <laughs> How many years has it been the doing a tree? Yeah, many years. Probably Ooh, since JP and I have been in the house. So since 2005. Mm-hmm. See, the only thing that makes me sad is that um, that Rudolph, Rudolph was treated really horribly, right? He was. Like, what kind of evil villain is Santa Claus to have set a society up like that? The, yeah, it's like, the, oh, the weather's the shit. Get, get ready, Rudolph. Like, yeah, the toy, the toy yeah. island. You're like shunned to an island. Misfit toys. Right? <laughs> horrible. Yeah, but he had a fucking red nose, freak. And then they used them. Then they used them for his nose. Yeah. yeah. Like literally his, just... his friend's Clarice, and that's always a little bit off-putting to me. Clarice. Right? Clarice. <laughs> that's his girlfriend. And he's Is it Clarice. really? Clarice, yeah. Clarice, yeah. yeah. Really? Do you think Greg, they play yeah. games, like role-playing oh, stuff? Like, you're Hannibal Lecter tonight, Clarice. Okay. 
Rudolph comes in on like the board. He's like strapped to it with like the noise poking out. Rhonda Brownlee, Rhonda Brownlee. We need a Rudolph yeah. with the with the mask from uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> he wheeled out on the gurney like, <laughs> it's me, Clary's Lipscomb. Going <laughs> to eat your face off. I was in Turkey with some fava beans. <laughs> Uh, Craiger, you, did you have one or do you have one? Do you put a tree up in your apartment? Yeah, and I've just got two old man balls hanging from it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just one ball. Is it just one? Now we know where it is. All this time, we're searching for Craig's missing ball. It's hanging from his Christmas tree. It's where it is. It's like a dried up uh, prune. Smaller, like a raisin. Yeah, yeah, raisin by this point. <laughs> just hang in there. Somebody posted a, one of our supporters. Ball. I can't remember who, who it was supposed something online about somebody, some guy died after having his balls gold-plated. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I tried so to I guess that that's, up. I'll have to go to plan B then because that didn't work. Do you think that's like, you know, the people you wear like the grill or they put like um, embellishments on their teeth, you know, like diamonds or... Like a gold tooth. Yeah. I'm thinking about your balls? Home Alone with a gold tooth. But like, is that the same thing, but for your balls? That's what the, that's what he it got, said. I don't know. I think why he said he died. How did, what did he die? Like, we're not sure if it's real. It can't be real. No, it could have been just like a, you know, a headline on breaking news and then just <laughs> man. <Headline>. Well, <laughs> Lipscomb's coming back to the table again. <laughs> Golden balls. J- JC. JC, I'm sure you have one. I do. Favorite ornament. Well, it's not necessarily really an ornament. It's uh, it's well, it kind of is. It's a little figurine of of a man and a boy, and it's and it's titled "To Daddy." And I I put it up there just in case my dad shows up this Christmas. <laughs> if it's a grown man, you still do it. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that because we used to joke about Namla. The North American Man Boy Love Association, and no. that's where I thought you were going with it. <laughs> Not that dark. No. What? They, Nambla was this association oh, that was God. trying to trying to regulate, uh, basically legalize pedophilia, and it was out of. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, Wait, and like they had thing? a spokesperson and all this kind of stuff. I thought it was. This, is it a real thing? It was at one point. Oh I don't think it's. God. I think they're all in jail now. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, Josie, wow. maybe maybe this year's the year, though. That fingers crossed. Yeah. How do you like envision Dad to look? I mean, if he's not Santa. Uh. Well, it's, I think I'll I'll keep him as Santa. Yeah, that's nice. Actually, yeah, I like to prefer yeah. that. Yeah, Craig yeah. or I could be your dad. We're in that age. You couldn't, Wonger, for obvious reasons. No, Craig could. But Craig, Craig could, could <laughs> actually be us. Yeah. yeah. I could. Um, do what a about lot you, worse than Craig? Oh, you, you know worse. what? Be a great I, dad. <sighs> For yeah. some reason, my mother, and this isn't, but my mother, when I was like seven years old, gave me a cello as an ornament. And I'm not sure it was like, you know, the 70s and all that stuff was all very organic. So I guess it was a handmade cello and it was about this big. So uh, a six inch cello, hmm. um, kind of girthy. Um <laughs> And uh, it's been on my tree ever since. And then uh, there's my kids give me ones that they made when they were like eight or 10. And I they ones, keep right? showing up. Oh, they're yeah. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that construction paper that they get at a dollar store that falls apart every year. There's yeah, a little less of it away. every year. So yeah. For fuck's sake. Will she notice if I throw it out this year? They, that's of course exactly she will. It. Of course, of course she will. Dad Just wears... for Dubs, is, uh, sorry, for benefit, Dubs, um, cello, cello is, is what he's talking about. Just so oh, you know. okay. So, cello. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Cincy. Yeah. So there's, and that's to my mom too. That was, <laughs> it was nice to see that. My my daughter actually said, um, where is the cello? And I went, oh yeah, because it was in a different place. So anyways. That's nice though, because that's the memory of mom, right? Yeah, first year without mom. First year, so it's kind of going to be a. I'm going to Ottawa on Thursday, just so everyone knows if they see me lurking in, at a bowling alley in Ottawa to throw a snowball at me. Hey, um, Steve. Yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and our last question, because it's 9 03, um, Christina at Diva at C Tina. 
Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? For real, the people want to know. That's our last question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We're going to let JC go first. Sorry, what movie? (laughs) I think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Um, I also think Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It all depends on when you watch it. If you watch it not during Christmas, it's not a Christmas movie. If you watch it at Christmas, anything can be a Christmas movie on Christmas. It's like watching uh, Deborah Does Delas. Yeah, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Which, when you say it that way, could absolutely be a Christmas. I mean, you can watch it, just have some jingle bells. Oh, Mr. Greenfield. And and just jingle them. Mr. Greenfield. Yeah. (laughs) Anything could be a Christmas movie with bells. (laughs) It was Mr. Greenfield. It was. Ryan Ryan Hunter's dad's uh, hidden porn. We found it when we were in like grade six. We're like, really? What's all that down there? Anyway, <laughs> then we. Oh yeah, the seventies. Was it the seventies? Yes. yes, it was right, so. right. So, that's my opinion. <laughs> Gregor, Die Hard, Christmas or not? I love Die Hard. Would you watch <laughs> it? Does it need to be watched around Christmas? And I think we've got to figure out what makes a movie about Christmas. I think. Well, that's, that's about- right. What does make a Christmas movie? I think like. Uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life as a as a brilliant Christmas movie, but Die Hard is a little bit different. But like <laughs> when you watch it, but it's yeah, it kind of yeah. it kind of fits everybody's bill. Kind of it's a, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie, and it just seems. But to I, come I, I I think my point for it being a football mo- uh, a Christmas movie football <laughs> a Christmas movie is that almost nothing of the plot could have happened. You can't say, oh, John McClane's coming back to the Nakatoma building for a party in the middle of the year, or like it's there, there needs to be, it's about him trying to pull together the family for the holidays to make it Mm. work. Right. And that for me is what makes it, if Mm. it wasn't Christmas, Mm. the plot point would have changed completely. The, 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 his best buddy, uh, the guy who ended up being in um, Urkel show. What was that guy? You know, the cop, right, the cop that he's talking to. Yeah, yeah, Al, Al, uh, yeah, Al, yeah, yeah. That's right. He wouldn't have been eating donuts, coming back, being at alone for Christmas. You know, was that the whole plot was around Christmas, and that's what makes it a Christmas movie for me because it couldn't have happened without that. Are you reading way too much into an action? No, movie? Charm. So I want your answer. Then I then go the other way. No, no, no. I agree. I think it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Simply because, I mean, my my family refused to acknowledge it being a Christmas movie and won't watch it with me, but that's fine oh, by really? me. So it's one of those, they go to bed and I pour myself a dram and I watch Die Hard and I feel really Christmassy. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I think it's a Christmas movie too. I think your uh, sort of justification for it, Wonger, is, is bang on. There has to be like an element of Christmas, even if it's just fleeting and the story is completely you know, not really reliant on that, but it has to be happening at Christmas. Same for me, why Harry Potter movies are Christmas movies. Because there's always a, a Christmas kind of, they're celebrating Christmas. It's over the course of the year, whatever book you're reading or movie that you're watching. There's always a Christmas element to it, but we always watch Harry Potter movies uh, around mm. Christmas time. I think really the the common thread is it has to star Alan Rickman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Professor Snape. Yes. There, Alan Rickman equals Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, enjoy them while you can because there won't be many more made. Died, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Die. And amazing, though. Just Bruce amazing. Willis has a horrible disease, so there won't yeah. be any more of those. Dementia, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Um, I think, because as a kid, we used to watch what um, Sound of Music, which I just deplored back then, but it's a great movie now. It's I love it. Now That's not Christmas a Christmas movie. No, I know, but it was always played in England at Christmas every it, year. So it became it Christmas. It still is. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Remember that? Again, yeah. not a Christmas movie. Chitty Chitty think, Bang Bang. It was played Dick at Christmas. Van Dyke. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I think Julie Andrews is in that too, isn't she? As well? uh, I don't think uh, maybe so. Maybe not. Maybe not. Or even She's though the children catch it. Scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Well, that's another one. It was always played mm-hmm. at Christmas time. But is it a Christmas movie? Who gives a fuck? No, wow. it's true. Yeah, Christina gave a fuck, and we we answered <laughs> it. For fuck. Her. She gave a fuck. Yeah, that was a good question. <laughs> Thanks, I, I like Christina. Question. Great question. 
Yeah. Let me sign us off, Charms. Uh, yes, yeah, very prime by. <laughs> wow. Okay, I can do more than that if you want. I can. Uh, Dubs can do. Dubs can yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Cheers for listening. Um, okay, how about we'll be back on Friday for the? Um, oh yeah, so Friday will be the end of kind of the end of the the live per se. Pods, I think right? we're gonna. I think we should do one in between so we don't all go crazy. Okay. Okay. So how about this? So Friday we'll do. We'll pick our favorite moments of this Ooh, past like calendar that. year in football. Yeah. Not not like like moments. Don't say, "Oh, the Women's World Cup was great." Pick a moment from the Women's World Cup. Right. right? So moments, and we want our, our listeners also to submit those as well. Um, and then next week we'll do one, and it'll be looking ahead, like big takes, grand takes on 2024. What to expect? Hot takes. Yeah. How about that? I love that. And then we'll do it. And JC, how is how is the cup going, by the way, for the uh, this quiz? Oh, he hasn't even received it yet because I just pulled it out of the oh. can yesterday. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's so maybe on some, my computer. There should be some content at some point from that. We think. Um, and we're gonna. Are we gonna sing the twelve days? Amy wants to. us to sing. Yes, we've, we've got to figure out how to do it. That's. It was more about. I was asking JC how technologically we it's would doable. do it. Oh no, we're gonna do it, and there's we're all gonna do it. We're all gonna do uh, a day of Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and whether it be by Friday, it probably won't be by Friday, but it will be over <laughs> the Christmas season. You will get a gift of the twelve days of Christmas done by the Footy uh, Prime Supporters Club. But Next there will August, be some, there will be some special guests. Though some some of our familiar guests from the past will be uh, will be adding their uh, favorite. Um, Amazing. Uh, you know, like twelve broken noses, like things like that, like but not that. Oh, okay. Yes. So Mike Tyson could be making it. Well, okay. maybe Mike might maybe. be there. Ma- well, maybe a, maybe a classic. Uh, uh, Nigel Nigelson uh, might do it. Please, oh, oh, Nigel, Nigel, for just for Craig. Hey, Wonger, you forgot to mention your friend David Amber had a oh. comment on the Wonger's mail sack post. <laughs> What? Let me see what it is. I forgot about Amber's. What a, a little dink. shout out to Chris Rourke as well. He was in a car accident. He's he okay. Yeah, he's okay. I hope you're okay, Chris. He said he, yeah. he he made it sound like he was in his in his post. I was going to mention it earlier today, but I know by mentioning the term rear ender, Wonga wouldn't have contained himself. <laughs> well, actually, look who laughed first. No, yeah, well, it was going to be one of you two. Old lips. Dumb. I texted him. He said he's doing okay, but he feels as though he's been hit by a truck, which he was. so david amber hockey night in canada sportsnet are all of our uh past employer or three of ours my question is what would it take for dan wong says to stop high-fiving people all the time and uh i think the only answer is death yeah the only answer (laughs) well when i did manage it did it death or complete physical breakdown i'm gonna high-five till i'm dead Thank you, Amy. Love it. (laughs) Don't stop high fiving. Don't stop Stop high fiving. -fiving. (laughs) (laughs) This episode of Footy Prime has been brought to you by Fubo TV and by Tony Beck. Make sure to subscribe to Footy Prime wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at Footy underscore Prime and on Instagram at Footy Prime IG. Great show, guys. Here we go. That was good. Was it? <laughs> <laughs>